0: Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi-finals. all thanks to McDonald's. Backers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.
1: This morning, Brazil, we finally got to see them in action. Most people's favourites to take out the World Cup, they took on Serbia.
0: Now, counter attack swiftly up the field by the Brazilians. Long raking ball to the left-hand side. Vinicius Jr. inside the area. He shoots wide. Milinkovic here's a turnover just outside the area. What a start for Brazil. Great save, Milinkovic. Savage, what happened there? Richarlison, I think, had the strike on goal. Ball still not completely clear. It's whipped in. It's Rafinha, in fact. He's missed another one. This is even a better chance, David, as Serbia just inexplicably lost possession just outside their area. What a moment. Ball played out to the left-hand side of the area where Vinicius placed the ball to the penalty spot where Neymar falling over. Can't keep it down. Slices it high and to the left. That was a very good chance. Oh, lovely vision from Vinicius to find his number 10. Connection was reasonable. Direction was horrible. Now it's Neymar gliding past one challenge. Roaming to the left. Couple of step overs now. Vinicius Jr shooting. Rebound put in by a- Richarlison, it has been coming, and Brazil are on the board. Brazil won, Serbia nil, 62 minutes gone.
1: There you go. That was uh, Brazil versus Serbia. They went on to win 2-0, a fantastic goal by Richarlison uh, that uh, capped that. Uh, he got both goals in the match. Joining us now to talk World Cup football out of uh, SEN in Australia, one of our football commentators from over there, Jordan Kanelis. G'day, Jordan, how are you? Got me there, Ricardo? Yeah, got you there, mate. Got you there. Uh, uh, great to see Brazil in action finally today against uh, Serbia. Um, uh, most people's favourites to take the whole thing out. What did you make of what you saw?
2: Yes, yeah, good to see all teams uh, at least once now, which is um, which is good. So Brazil, I, they, were, they were great. Uh, I actually was a bit surprised that Serbia were as ordinary as they were. They, they did well. They were disciplined for, for the first half in defence, but... They played a really defensive unit. They had a couple of their attacking weapons that they left on the bench on purpose to try and quell the Brazilian attack, but Brazil were just class. Um, they, were, they were they were okay in the first half. They had their moments, but they really turned the notch in the second half, started uh, attacking the... The the final third with more tempo. Vinicius was great. I thought he was probably the best on. Uh, Neymar was really good as well. Slight injury concern for him with an ankle. But then Richarlison finishing things off. He was pretty quiet, actually. He was quiet until he got those two two goals. Uh, But he did end up scoring what is probably going to be the front-runner for goal of the tournament now with that overhead bicycle kick.
1: Yeah, mate, how good was that? That was exactly what you want from a Brazilian team, right? It's probably what we've been missing from Brazil. I was saying that I think it's probably the best balanced Brazilian team since about 2006.
2: Yeah, I would agree, yeah. That, and that's I think that's why a lot of people are picking them as their favourite and, and likewise me as well. I've got them as the favourite to win the World Cup. Um, the defensive unit is really solid. Uh, they've had the, the the central pairing of Thiago Silva and Marquinhos now for a couple of years, but they're looking as good as ever. Good goalkeeper, great central midfield, which has been a bit of a, a bit of a sticking point for Brazil. But Casemiro in the middle of the park, and then the combination of uh, Lucas Paquetá. They've got Fred, who can come off the bench as well. And then Neymar, who's been playing more central, mainly because Vinicius Jr. has sort of pushed him out from his regular left-wing position. And then they've got all the depth underneath. They've got uh, their benches. I mean, the, the players on the bench could be at the first 11 of any other country. It's mm. such a deep squad. Um, so yeah, it's it's well balanced and it's young too. They've got good young talent in there, so
1: it's built for the future. Yeah, Newcastle United, Bruno Guimares and uh, Fabinho as well. I mean, from Liverpool, that's a, that's another central midfield pairing you know that would grace yeah. most teams. Um, what about the Serbs then? Because I have them as my team to go out of this group with Brazil. We didn't see Dusan Vlahovic today, which you know gives them a bit more pace and ability to get in behind teams and say Alexander Mitrovic. How do you see them uh, shaping up against the Swiss? <laughs> and Cameroon
2: yeah I'm, I'm like you Ricardo I had them making it out of the group as well um, they they too have a have a pretty balanced squad but they went more defensive than what we're normally used to seeing yeah we didn't see much of Laya Beach. we didn't see any of Philip Kostic either who is normally the left winger and he's been playing good football with Juventus um, in the in the set of so um, I wonder if they just tried to do that for the first game against Brazil knowing that it's it's less likely they would get a result from the game and, and maybe trying to rescue a point, but I, I definitely think they'll play a bit more expansively uh, in the next couple of games. Their their regular formation has them playing with two up front, so normally it's Mitrovic and Vlahovic alongside each other, two of the, the more impressive strikers statistically across Europe. Um, so I think we'll see a slight change in, in, in their game plan. And um, I think they'll... Switzerland and Cameroon, we saw them earlier... Uh, in, in this match day earlier last night early this morning um, cameroon were were good but um, were just sort of blanketed out of the game really by Switzerland in the second half and Switzerland were all right but not great so I think I think Serbia are definitely able to get Switzerland and Cameroon, so I definitely think there's results coming for Serbia.
1: Mm. Oh, what about Portugal? They they got a win, three uh, two against Ghana, not exactly convincing. Uh, I wasn't convinced it was a penalty for a start, and then uh, only winning three two. I mean, Ghana had a chance to to make it three all right at the end.
2: They did, yeah. My goodness, this was this was some game. but The first forty five minutes was pretty dull. Uh, I'm not going to lie. Port- Portugal had a lot of the ball. They they, they controlled the first half. But unable to find the uh, the end product and get the goal, and then the third the, the second half just exploded. with three goals to um, to Portugal. Uh, they went up one nil. Then uh, then Ghana fired back and got the equaliser. Then Portugal scored two goals in a row. Then Ghana got one back and almost had a third. As you said at the end, there was a um, a moment of, uh, of of unawareness from the Portuguese goalkeeper where he, where he didn't realise that. Inaki Williams, the Ghanaian striker, was right behind him, put the ball on the ground, and Inaki Williams stole the ball but then slipped over. So he had an open net and fell over. Um, but, yeah, Portugal, they, for all the dominance they had on the ball and for all of the, the great transitional play they had, um, the 3-2 result actually was not that convincing, as you said. I was pretty confident Portugal would dominate this game. Ghana are the, the lowest-ranked team. They're the youngest team and the least experienced team um, at the World Cup, and so it was really written for Portugal to just wipe the floor with them. With all due respect to Ghana, but they didn't. Ghana showed that fighting spirit. The World Cup, you can get any result at a World Cup. It's it's you know almost a clean slate really. But um, but Ghana Ghana weren't great, but it was just Portugal being complacent. They allowed Ghana to come back in the game, and so now into the next game for Portugal in a couple of days against Uruguay, I'm probably less convinced now about Portugal than I was uh, only a few hours ago.
1: Tell you what, um, I don't know if you if you like a punt on a game, uh, Jordan, but I would love to see if there's an option for the most red cards in the tournament in a game. And I I, I would put all my money on Portugal-Uruguay for that because just the the level of shithousery between those teams will be next level, I would imagine.
2: <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, it will be. Yeah, Uruguay are particularly uh, noted for doing that. Obviously, they've had Luis Suarez carrying that reputation for a while. Um, but, yeah, and finally, we haven't had a red card in this tournament yet, so maybe we're saving our tokens for that game.
1: Yeah, I, I remember going back to, I'll uh, show my age here, going back to 86 and watching Uruguay-Scotland, and I think Uruguay, that was in, you know, it was quite hard to get a red card in 1986, and I think they finished that game with nine. Oh, really? <laughs> they just they, they were just kicking <laughs> lumps out of Scotland left, right, and centre. <laughs> but uh, uh, we should uh, look at the games that are coming up. Uh, Wales play Iran uh, tonight at 11 o'clock. Um I don't know about you, but I, I assumed uh, from what I'd seen w- uh, from Iran and, and how conservative Southgate is that the England-Iran game was probably going to be a one miller because Iran tend to play deep and are quite defensive. But didn't see six-two. Um, I doubt they'll be as open against the Welsh. What are you making of this game?
2: I really don't know what to expect, to be honest, because we just saw we it was almost uh, it, it was just unorthodox really from both teams. So Wales were in their shell in the first half a couple of days ago against the USA and then and then changed a few things in the second half, brought on the big target man, Kiefer Moore, and the game changed completely. So we saw the, the one extreme to the other, the cold whales and then the hot whales from one half to the next. So who knows um, what Rob Page, the, the Welsh coach, will do. I think you sort of have to start Kiefer Moore as the striker now because the dynamic of that team completely changed. Um, Gareth Bale didn't have to be the target man, he could be more of a creator, more of an influence in transitioning the ball and then and then Kiefer Moore was able to win those those aerial battles and bring it to ground and maintain possession for Wales and then Iran were look, disappointing really, I, I really rate Iran they've got a good squad, they've got players playing in top leagues around Europe, they've got a, a very talented team but Carlos Quiroz, the coach, is is very defensive, and he doesn't really utilise those attacking players. He only played two, uh, like two recognised attackers, um, in his uh, in his starting eleven the other day, and there were so many more hanging around on the bench. So it was a very negative game style that the Iranians went into that match against England. With um, they have to get results now because this I think the group is still pretty open. Even though Iran shipped in six goals, um, they can still get a result with with Wales. This this game is. Certainly winnable, I think, on paper for Iran, even if their leading form doesn't suggest. And then maybe a point in the last game against the USA could get them to four points. Still would be a negative goal difference, but it's still kind of there, I think. I still think the group is open, but things have to really change for Iran. They cannot play the same way they did against England
1: with the same attitude. Do you think Qatar will be as uh, hopeless as they were against Senegal? I mean, we're talking about the uh, uh, the Asian champions here. Um, they did not fire a shot and look very, very poor. And I think did the, the Asian Confederation a disservice in that opening ga- game against Ecuador. They just did not show up.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and look, the other Asian teams, and most of the other Asian teams have been really good so far. So Qatar are sort of bringing up the rear, aren't they? Um, yeah, they um, they were not only were they disappointing in, in their attitude in the game, but just their fundamental skills. I mean, mm. they were just making basic skill errors, just under hitting passes, unable to link up. Um, it's a bit of a worry actually. I don't know if I don't know I mean they are the Asian champions, as you said, but from what I saw from the first game, it's gonna take a, a quite a big turnaround. I mean there were some not many, but there were a couple of pretty poor teams from that, that this first round of group matches and, and Qatar were, were one of uh, the, the worst teams. Um so uh, Senegal, you know, pretty tough opponent. They played a, a, a dour match against the Netherlands a couple of days ago, and then and then lost two nils. So it's going to take a big turnaround for Qatar, but. I'd be favouring Senegal in that match.
1: Yeah, definitely. And then the Dutch play Ecuador. I think, uh, I mean, this is an Ecuador side that is pretty young, uh, but they did take mm. points off both Brazil and Argentina and qualifying out of South America. Uh, it's not going to be easy for the Dutch, but I think the Dutch are shaping as that dark horse uh, in this tournament. And I think they might actually go reasonably deep and give a few teams trouble.
2: Yeah, I think they're the dark horse as well, which which might sound odd, in any other year to say, because we all know that the Netherlands and, and Dutch football has a rich history, but but this Dutch team is quite young. They've had to uh, revitalize the team, rebuild the team because they didn't make the world cup four years ago. So they actually do sort of qualify as a dark horse. Um, and Ecuador, I, you know, I think this game could actually be all right. I'm, I'm pretty hopeful for this game, that it will be a good contest because Ecuador, all right, as I just said, you know, Qatar weren't great and, and they were, team that Ecuador played on the opening night but I think just from what we saw from Ecuador how positive they were getting the ball forward, always looking forward um, playing aggressive football um, I've got a bit of hope now that, that Ecuador are going to be pretty competitive in this game against the Dutch so I think this could be perhaps the game of the day um, and uh, and I look forward to seeing if, if Ecuador can carry that momentum from the first game into this game against, against the Netherlands because uh, as I said the Netherlands in, in that game against Senegal a few days ago, they weren't Amazing! They were pretty dour, and then got two late goals to win the match. So, I think Ecuador might be looking at that, thinking, you know, this game could be could be here for the taking with a with a surprise upset. But I think it'll be game of the day.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one, mate. It's the one I'm going to get up for. Uh, England versus the US, boys. You know, England, they've, uh, their uh, results against the US at World Cups aren't great. They've had a loss and a draw. Um, I, I would expect they should get the win here, though, shouldn't they? They
2: should, yeah. I'm looking forward, though, to seeing more of the USA because they were pretty exciting in their game a few days ago. They uh, they did allow Wales back into the contest, but from what we saw from the first half um, in that match, they, they are very positive. So, you know, i speak about Ecuador being positive just a moment ago, but the USA were really, really positive. Free-flowing, fast-moving football, just quick passing around, good transition. Um, if they play that same way against England, and it will be brave if they do play that way against England because... England were pretty comprehensive against a weak Iran team. Um, England would be the easy pick as as the winner for this game, but I think the USA will be pretty competitive. So, um, yeah, it could be it could be a case of maybe England won't know what hits them. Although you know, I think they they know a bit more about the USA now from their game earlier. But um, but yeah, I think this will be a really good game, and yeah, I think I think I'll tip England because it, it is the safer bet. And uh, and the USA, the one thing they do lack is a striker, a recognized striker. So getting that finished product and and getting it in the back of the net can be a little tricky without a recognized striker and and sort of a rotating cast of number nines. Um, So that might be the one thing that does hold them back in this game, Is just getting it in the back of the net. But uh, I still think it'll be a pretty decent game. And it's always good seeing two big sort of, uh, you know, Anglo nations going up against each other. England with the rich history, and then and then the USA, this uh, this young uh, team of tyros.
1: Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that game plays out. Just finally, Jordan, we've seen everybody play once now. Who mm-hmm. do you like? You are sticking with Brazil?
2: Um, yeah, I'm going to stick with Brazil. Yeah, there's no reason to uh, to move away from my tip of Brazil after what we saw today. But we've seen a couple of pretty decent teams. I mean. Spain were, were excellent, but they were playing a very weak Costa Rica side. Um, uh, France, I mean, against Australia the other day, that was that was very impressive. I think a lot of people were maybe on this side of the ditch anyway were were hoping that the omen or the turf would would hit France, but it didn't. They were excellent. So uh, Brazil still might tip, but um, but yeah, there's I think the heavyweights. We're only one game in. We can still uh, we can still. You know, keep, keep the face with the, the France and the Argentinas of the
1: World Cup. Yeah, good stuff, Jordan. Thanks for your time, mate. Go well and enjoy the rest of the Cup. I appreciate it, Ricardo. Thank you, mate. When making the double
2: chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.